This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find institutional expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Rogers News. My worst fears are that we cause significant, we, the field, the technology, the industry, cause significant harm to the world. Uh, I think that could happen in a lot of different ways. It's why we started the company. Um, it's a big part of why I'm here today uh, and why we've been here in the past and we've been able to spend some time with you. That was Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, speaking to U.S. politicians in May of this year, assuring them that his company was a good steward of artificial intelligence development. But over the past week, his company has looked anything but stable. It's a fast-moving story, and since recording this podcast with my U.S. colleagues, Altman has been rehired by OpenAI following his ousting last weekend. But his return has done little to silence the questions that are now swirling around him and his company, as well as the future of AI. Take a listen to this week's Views Room. Welcome back to the Views Room, a podcast from Reuters Breaking Views, where columnists from around the world talk about the big stories of the week. I'm your host, Amy Donlan, coming to you from London. Silicon Valley is looking like the set of a soap opera. At the weekend, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman was ousted and was quickly scooped up by Microsoft. But what does this saga say about the future of OpenAI? Is the company's stratospheric valuation grounded in reality? And will Altman's new role help Microsoft compete with rivals like Google more effectively? Here to talk me through this fascinating and highly complex situation are my two U.S. colleagues, Anita Ramazami and Rob Siren. Anita, Rob, you are very welcome. Good to be here, Amy. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. There's a lot going on. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Anita, if I could start with you, because you have been covering this uh, really since the weekend. I mean, obviously long before, but definitely the drama as it's been unfolding. I mean, how did this saga with Altman unfold at the weekend? How did this what sparked this all? It was a quite a huge surprise to pretty much everyone involved except for the board of OpenAI. So what happened was on Friday, the company put out a press release saying that they had essentially removed Sam Altman from his role at the company as CEO. Greg Brockman had stepped down from his role. Greg Brockman was president. He was chairman of the board at the time. And the two of them, you know, had pretty close relationship. They had both been at the company for a while and Sam Altman being a co-founder So when that press release came out, it said it had a bit of a rationale about why the board had chosen to get rid of Sam. And it said that he had not been consistently clear in his communications with the company. It did not elaborate at all. So we're still not entirely sure what the reason might have been. But there's been a good amount of reporting around what could have happened. And, you know, different outlets have said that the team was having some internal discussions about safety and the pace of development. So the board that actually made this decision was comprised of six people, 
two of them being Greg and Sam, and the other four are independent directors who direct the nonprofit that owns OpenAI. They have ultimate decision-making power. So we saw a couple of folks step down from the board in the past couple of months, leaving it really small. And then you only had these four individuals besides Sam and Greg. One of them is the, the main head researcher of OpenAI. One of them is the CEO of Quora. The other two, one is an, an executive entrepreneur in the space, and another is a researcher at Georgetown. And so those four made the decision to get rid of Sam. And it, it seems like it really had something to do with them wanting to take a slower pace of development to the technology. And so this governance issue that you're kind of, I guess you're kind of talking about here, Anita, is that, you know, a very small board and given what AI, the potential of it, and and as you kind of, you're talking about this, this idea that they were, I think the, the point of having the structure as they had it, right, was that you kind of will keep, you you slow down the pace of what AI will do in the world. Is that right? Directionally, it's not necessarily to slow it down, but basically the reason that the nonprofit existed, and this was something that Sam Altman signed off on, right? Like just to, to rewind for a second, OpenAI was founded as a nonprofit in the first place. Sam Altman was one of the co-founders. Elon Musk was also on board. Elon Musk ended up leaving, and about, about a year after he left, so the following year, what happened was that Sam Altman took over and decided to make the for-profit entity sit under the nonprofit. So they didn't get rid of the nonprofit, but the idea was that the for-profit company would be able to make profits, and they need to do that because AI companies need to buy a bunch of computing power. It requires a lot of high costs, essentially. So they had to make money in some way, but the nonprofit was supposed to hold the for-profit company accountable. And so the directors, none of them had a financial stake in OpenAI. They were essentially supposed to make sure that the mission overall of supporting humanity and doing good for humanity was sort of captured by whatever work they were doing in AI. There's a lot of risks to developing AI technology really quickly. And so the board was supposed to sort of rein in the more profit-seeking incentives of the for-profit company when they could potentially get out of hand or be harmful to society. And the interesting thing is that, you know, they need a ton of money, as, as Anita says, and where they're getting it from is, has mainly been Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft injects, promised to inject up to $13 billion in, ex in exchange for running basically the, the tasks for, open, uh, for uh, ChatGPT. But the funny thing is that Microsoft does not have any board representation. And so Microsoft signed these gigantic agreements to invest money, and they've kind of pegged a lot of their future to this company and what they've developed. But they don't have any rights on how it's actually done. And so this interesting situation with Microsoft gets even more interesting, obviously, because where does Sam Altman go? Only to Microsoft. So what? M maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> TBD, that's been a maybe whole can, mess. Maybe you can elaborate more. It looked like that was what the CEO of Microsoft was saying. But yes, do do tell. The the danger, of course, is anything we say could be outdated as it, as it was last weekend. It seems like every few minutes something different came out. But what Microsoft has said is they would welcome Sam and they've kind of had an agreement that he would join. However, they've also said if, if he wants to go back to work for OpenAI, they'd be open for that as well. So, you know, where he will end up, it it looks like he's going to end up with Microsoft, but we don't know exactly for this at this point. Part of the reason for the confusion, too, about where he'll end up ultimately is that over the weekend, Satya Nadella reportedly was in conversations at the OpenAI headquarters, along with some investors trying to get Sam reinstated as CEO. He has a lot of support. People love him in Silicon Valley. 
he's seen as a visionary because of OpenAI's success to this point. And so, you know, Satya Nadella was involved trying to get him back. But the issue is that the board would have to agree to that. And they so far haven't. There's been no compromise or negotiation reached. You know, Sam Altman's looking for certain terms. He wants to see governance changes if he is to come back as CEO. And it's unclear, you know, whether the board wants that or why they haven't reached a consensus yet. And so in the meantime, as as the solution for the board not taking him back, Satya Nadella essentially said, OK, well, fine, we'll just hire you. We'll hire Greg Brockman, too. You guys are going to lead a new AI unit. And what's really interesting about that is the majority of OpenAI employees signed this letter saying that they will potentially, if if the board doesn't step down, they will go over to Microsoft to join Sam and Greg. I think even one of the board members signed the agreement. Didn't Ilya sign it? Yeah, so their chief researcher, one of the ones who was instrumental in actually pushing Sam out, ended up signing it. This all comes back, Anita, again, to the sort of valuation of OpenAI, right? So this you, you've written in your piece this week about what OpenAI would actually have to deliver to make sense of the valuation that is, is being discussed about this company. Could you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, if you look at NVIDIA's multiple, the chip maker, they're another company that's benefited a lot from the AI boom. OpenAI, in order to grow into this 80 to $90 billion valuation that they're seeking, and I say grow into because that's my personal view, but that's what they were looking to raise at before all of this um, news came out. And they could still be looking to raise at that number. We're not we're not totally sure. You know, they would need to grow revenue basically 2x every single year until 2026. And that's already a high bar, but ChatGPT is the fastest growing consumer app in history. So it's possible they might be able to achieve that type of growth, but their costs are also insanely high. We don't have a clear picture of what exactly their profitability looks like or their path to profitability, but it's going to be difficult for them to achieve that just given all the computing power that they need and all the data that they're paying so much to Microsoft for. So Rob, I was just sort of curious, how is the market interpreting all of this? I mean, in terms of Microsoft's share price this week, what are investors kind of taking this to mean? Does Microsoft benefit from this situation, having potentially Sam Altman in-house, being able to you know, build up their own, you know, they've got this, they're invested in open AI, but they don't actually have any board representation. So it, would it be better for them to have it all in-house, develop it themselves, and then really compete with the others? Well, the market, and I I also tend to think that it's, it's harmful to Microsoft, because if you think about it before, what did they have? They had this open AI, they own 49% of it, and they also had the rights to all the IP that they generated up until the point where they developed AI, which was equivalent to human intelligence. So anything they developed before that, Microsoft has full rights to. And it was working really well. Obviously, they were like ahead of everyone else. That's what most people think in the world in developing this. And Microsoft is getting all through that. Now, potentially, it could be very good for Microsoft as well, because it could be that, you know, if, if basically the entire company decamps and moves and works under Microsoft, Maybe that goes really well because Microsoft has a ton of resources and it's certainly better than the alternatives, which would have been disastrous for Microsoft. Like if, if suddenly everyone decamped to Google or maybe, you know, Sam raises because venture capitalists would open their checkbooks like you wouldn't believe if he came to the mass yeah. saying we're going to start a new company. So those are possibilities that were on the table, too. So it looks like, you know, and, and, and you have to also think, OK, what? What's happening now? It looks like maybe OpenAI is going to continue trundling along, developing stuff. Maybe Sam's going to start developing new AI programs under Microsoft, but that might be slower because, you know, they'd have to reset up again. And you've got two competing efforts, and that has 
been problematic before. Google tried two efforts before. They had kind of DeepMind, which was their theoretical, like, you know, we can develop a Go game that can do any human, like all these kind of really interesting things. And then they had Brain, which was just little tweaks to their programs, basically. And earlier this year, Google said, okay, this isn't working out that well. We need to combine them to combine the efforts. So you can see what happens if, you know, they might get fractured. It might actually slow down progress it, as opposed to where it was before, where it was all under one roof and Microsoft had the fruits of what they developed. So, and, you know, what are we expecting next from this whole situation? I mean, I suppose clarity maybe on where Altman actually ultimately ends up. I, I hope so. <laughs> I think a lot of tech journalists are hoping for some clarity pretty soon here because we have not been getting a lot of sleep. But um. No, in terms of next steps and expectations, so Satya Nadella has successfully hired, it, it looks like, um, Sam and Greg to work for Microsoft and head up this new division. But it's not entirely clear, you know, what, what comes next from here. Are they going to actually stay? We're not sure. The Verge reported yesterday that Sam Altman was still willing to consider going back to OpenAI if the board members were willing to step down. Now, the problem is the board members already put out this statement essentially accusing Sam of some sort of wrongdoing, even though it was a vague and nebulous claim that they made. And Sam reportedly wants a statement absolving him of that. Seems unlikely yeah. that the board's going to do that. So I don't think that he's necessarily going to end up back at OpenAI anytime soon. But those talks are still ongoing and you never know who's going to pull you know, something out of their hat at the last moment. And in terms of the future, we also don't can't be sure that Sam Altman is going to even want to stick around at Microsoft because he, in the past, when he was working at Y Combinator, was also working at OpenAI. He ended up leaving to, to do OpenAI, but, you know, he's also been in talks about fundraising for various different ventures. He has a ton of different interests that are kind of spread out everywhere. And so for me, the question is, like, is he going to get bored being part of this big tech company? Does he want to participate in it? And with OpenAI, a lot of the value that investors seem to be ascribing seems to have come from Sam Altman being sort of a figurehead. And so I wonder if, you know, the share sale that they have planned at 80 to $90 billion valuation, if that's even going to go through or not. So it doesn't sound like anyone's going to be relaxing over Thanksgiving. <laughs> not, not the uh, hardcore AI folks, that's for sure. No, but no. maybe we'll get an answer more clearly before then. We'll see. Um, there's actually an app uh, that tracks sleep, and the, the CEO said over the weekend that sleep in San Francisco was significantly down among users. <laughs> so. well, I want to see the New York data, too. I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, Anita, Rob, thank you so much for that. I'm sure we'll be following more to come. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was produced by Katrina Hamlin and Thomas Shum in Hong Kong. Check out our sister podcast, The Exchange, on Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, or wherever you like to listen. Check out our latest views and many others on BreakingViews.com and on X, where our handle is at BreakingViews. This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find institutional expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC.